0: The hard shoulder on
1: Newstalk
0: with Nissan subscribe and drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie.
1: Thank you very much, Eamon. You are listening to The Hard Shoulder here on News Talk. in Kotahi with you until 7 o'clock this evening. And it is a Thursday, so it's time for the Thursday interview. And I'm delighted this week to be joined by Roshino. Roshino, you're very welcome.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh,
1: listen, we kind of, there's a sense we're coming out the other side of the uh, pandemic. How, I know we're going to hear a little bit of music from you later on, but how soon before you expect to be uh, playing to more than just oh, one person, one radio presenter sitting in front of you? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I would hope before Christmas... Like it's just so it's so up in the air, and like I haven't uh, announced any gigs yet because I don't want to get people's hopes up. I don't want to have to cancel. I don't want to have to make the numbers small and have a seated venue of only a hundred people. So we'll see how it goes. I have some penciled in. I would hope to be on stage before Christmas in front of a crowd oh, for wow. sure. Some stage somewhere.
1: <laughs> and how exciting is that prospect?
0: Really exciting, really exciting. Today I had my first rehearsal with some band members in such a long time, and. I can't in, get person, this in person? All of you together? Yeah, like three of us, and I couldn't get the smile off my face. Like, like oh, this is it. I miss it. I miss it so much, and playing with other musicians and I'm getting up on a crowd. I, don't, I can't even imagine that now, almost. You know, it's going to be mega. Uh,
1: is there a sense when you speak to others, like the, the other musicians today or others in the industry, like, is there... That bit of optimism returning. I know you're kind of you were the first cancelled, you're gonna be the last back, but is yeah. there still some sense of hope creeping back in?
0: I think so. Like a few of my like, you know, work peers like True Tides, I was playing with Keen today and they have a tour booked for October, and one of my best mates is Neve an and Ham Sandwich, and they have a tour booked. So I'm getting a bit jealous now. I'm like, oh, I didn't book the tour, I'm just nervous. But there's definitely a sense of we're gonna get the vaccine, we're gonna be out there you know, let's plan ahead and just book them, you know. So. Yeah,
1: well, listen, we wish you the best of luck with it. And I know you've got new music coming out, so w- yeah. we're going to hear a little bit of it later on. Um, was it inevitable you would end up in this industry?
0: Um, I'm not sure if it was inevitable, but I, from a very young age, yeah, it was all I wanted to do. Um, all I wanted to do was sing. I think I got to a point where, you know, the, f- the fantasy idea of becoming a singer, becoming a, a performer sort of, became less realistic but I never I never lost the love of singing you know when you're a kid you're like I want to be a cowboy like I always wanted to be a singer and like (laughs) so I suppose I got to the stage where I was an adult and I had to make that choice and it it was all I always came back to that even though I went to college and I studied sort of music and geography and arts degree just to have something in my back pocket you know but second I left college I was like no I'm doing this now, you know. So, uh, like what when is.
1: you say the the fantasy idea like began to fade away, but what do you mean by that?
0: Well, it's it's you know it's a really difficult job to do, and it's it's yeah, there's amazing parts to it, but there's also big lows as well. And I think the not everybody, it, I, and it's a, a mixture of luck as well. You know, I suppose what I mean by the fantasy is where where it comes like, oh no, this is actually what I want to do, and I have the ability to do it. Um, but do I have the drive? Do I do I really want to put my my talent on show for everyone to judge or to enjoy? Is that what I really want to do? And you sort of ask yourself those questions, make sure that you want to get into the industry because it's tough industry. But uh, I still, I, still I, I did it and I, I still love it to this day. Did, so
1: did you have a, a better sense, do you think, maybe than some people going in of of those lows, of those periods in between, and the difficulties? Because you were in a house where I suppose other people were experiencing them.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it was a bit of both because uh, like having a mother who's a singer and a, a professional and a, a household name in Ireland, you know, it, it obviously made me think I could do it. If she can do it, I can do it. And I think that's definitely for most women. If they see older women in jobs that they want to be in, they're going to think that they can do it as well. So for me, that I think that was definitely a leg up. I, it was always a possibility. It was never a big, a, a silly dream for me to have because it was a possibility. But at the same time, I saw the hard work. I saw, I, I was, you know, away from my mom a lot as a kid because she was out working, you know, and I see other bands who who don't make it and, and how hard that can be and, you know, seeing the hard slog. And even my, my parents, as much as they knew how much I loved it and wanted to do it, I, they always told me, you know, it's, it's not just about talent, half of it is luck, you know, and, yeah. and getting your break, you know, and uh, and yeah, so part of it, me going to college was them saying, you need to have something to fall back <laughs> on, you know. But uh, I haven't regretted it yet.
1: <laughs> I, I, I wonder, you know, to, to an extent as well, did your mum normalise the job in your own mind? Because mm. to me, like when you mentioned being a singer uh, and then you said about, you know, other kids wanting to be a cowboy, they're kind of in the same category for me. Yeah. They're just these fantasy things yeah. that... I can't grasp how you start, how you get to that point. I suppose you, you see it, and even though it is abnormal to a degree, mm. your mum is still your mum, and yeah. still, you know, dinners to be cooked and yeah. clothes to be cleaned, and, well. and, and, and all of that. <laughs> like, I wonder, did it make it all a bit more accessible in your mind?
0: Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. And growing up around it, and growing up around musicians a lot, uh, being in on um, I, because I was the youngest, and by the time I came along, mum. Man's career had completely taken off. So she had the ability to just be like, no, nah, I'm taking her with me. <laughs> and so I went on tour with her all the time. The boys couldn't go because they were older and had to stay in school. So it was definitely something that i always thought was possible and i was lucky enough to have the talent it would it would have been sad if i didn't have a voice and really wanted <laughs> to do it you know that would have been another story but
1: uh, uh, we all think we have talent when we're <laughs> young, younger what like what was there a point you can remember where you thought oh, God, i'm actually good at this you know yeah. i have picked up something
0: there's one uh, memory that sticks in my head uh, my mom and her family, the black family, used uh, do these cruises, Irish festival cruises, around the Caribbean every year. It was like a week long, and all the cousins would go, and we'd have the best crack. But I was like 13, and I'd never sang on stage on my own before. Maybe I was 12, actually. And I told my mom I want to sing uh, Summer Over the Rainbow, the Eva Cassidy version. And I rehearsed it with her piano player and she's like "Rosine, that's a very difficult song you know are you sure you want to do that song <laughs> and I was like yeah I want to do it and I, I sang it. it was the first time I'd ever sang on, my st- on stage alone like that and uh, I got a standing ovation oh wow And I remember going oh like it's not just my ma telling me I'm a good singer I, I actually am a good singer you know and that that was that feeling of sharing my voice and people enjoying it and being moved by it, like it hasn't left me since then.
1: You know, the first time I was on stage, I was playing the recorder, and <laughs> quite uh, different from you. I, when I got to the difficult bits, my dad told me to do what you do when you get to them: stop blowing into the recorder, <laughs> just move your just fingers. Move your fingers.
2: <laughs> you just Brilliant. stand there in the back
1: and you just move your fingers, and you you can just soak up the pl- the applause yeah. at the end. I, they, you still get that buzz, do you? The same oh, yeah. buzz you got when you were singing Ava Cassidy uh, at age thirteen.
0: Definitely, particularly with audiences who don't know me. Like, I love doing support slots to an audience who doesn't know me and winning them over. That feeling is like, they're not there to see you. They're there to see the next band. They're there having a drink and talking to their mates. And if you can get that, that audience quiet with your voice, you know, that's that's the best feeling ever.
1: That's interesting you talk about you like the audience that doesn't know you. Like, yeah. I wonder, did your mum, does it come with a bit of baggage?
0: Um, my mom. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 does your mom
1: come with baggage? I mean, her, her being who she is, does it come with baggage for your career? Like there's maybe an expectation.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Um, in a way, there is the expectation of what I might be, then there's like people uh, dismiss me before they've even heard what my music is because they heard I'm uh, Mary Black's daughter and they're not, you know, they're not bothered to listen. Or maybe even the opposite way, like people love my ma and then love me, even though they haven't heard my songs, you know, or follow me online and things like that. Like, and then it's things like this in interviews where it comes up. And when I was younger, I think I was very, I was almost resentful about that, you know, like, oh, could they not ask a different question now, you know? (laughs) But now it's like, I understand it. Like she's, she's an absolute icon and I'm so proud of her. And, and I did have a very, it was an unusual upbringing compared to maybe your average musician, you Mm. know, and. Um, But I wouldn't change it, you know, on top of, yeah, maybe it's harder for me to get through my, my, get my own music through to people because they just want to talk about my mom. But at the same time, I have this, I have this network and this community in my family who I have my back Mm. and, and will give me their advice for free and without judgment. And I always know that it's with my best interest at heart. So I definitely have that leg up on people whose parents aren't in the music industry. So, you know? so,
1: th- so then when you were younger and beyond your band then, what, what, what were your musical influences? Where else were you soaking up all of this influence from?
0: um it changed a lot like when I when I was a kid I loved Destiny's Child and TLC and like R&B vocals with mad harmonies like that was I would just sit in my room and sing those songs over and over but then I also had the influence of my brothers who were into Blur and Oasis and Radiohead like I loved Radiohead I've like it just changes all the time to be honest then I went on like my friend group love like the strokes and arcade fire and red hot chili peppers i'm a huge red hot chili peppers fan and then like all stuff like james taylor johnny mitchell is my idol so like that's it's such a it's so many different influences to be honest and i feel like my music from when i did my first album to now it has completely changed i was a lot more folk orientated then because johnny mitchell was that huge influence at the yeah. time and now i always feel like i'll keep folk some some semblance of a folk of vibe in my songs but it has come in with more synths and more guitars and more loops and just more of a pop sound which i'm loving i think i was uh, nervous of uh I was like, I can't be a pop, I can't be a pop singer. Like, I have to be, I have to have more heart, but I love pop music.
1: Yeah. You know? i yeah. just
0: like, it's the best. Like, and I'm not gonna be worried about other people's opinions of my music anymore. I think that's what-, uh, what Had I, you
1: a bit of snobbery about it? Like I even yourself, you thought like, oh like yeah, pop music.
0: I, I did, even though I loved it so much. I don't know why I had that because pop music is amazing. I think sometimes with like my friends, like, like going to all these Red Hot Chili Peppers, like gigs and thinking, well, I can, you know, I love this. I can't be a pop star, <laughs> you know, like, but then at the same time I go and see Beyonce and she's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, you know, so I think I, for me, I feel now, as long as I'm loving it, then I think that genuine love of the music you're making will come through to the audience and they can, you know, relate to that and see that it's real. And
1: yeah. is it about then finding a sound that is going to be uniquely your own and sticking with it or is it something you imagine will always evolve if we're speaking again in a couple of years time you'll say oh i had the folk thing and then yeah. i had when i brought in all the synth and the guitar and a bit yeah. more than it was popular and now i'm well now i'm back on full red hot chili peppers <laughs> yeah <Sammy>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would be great actually really
0: to that um no i think yeah i think it's always evolving i think I think most artists do. Like you hear album to album, there's changes. And for for me, I think it, I'd I'd get bored if I if I kept doing the same thing. You know, every album you want like hear new sounds and be like, wow, I've never done that before. Let's try. Let's bring go down this rabbit hole with this sound. And yeah, I love that. And and even thinking about the folk thing, like my first album it was definitely heavily folk influenced but now in my mind I'm like maybe I'll go back like in another five years and do a really folk album just me and a guitar you know that, those types of things it's yeah. just sort of where, where your ear takes you where your heart takes you at the time you
1: know? and have you have you got to a point where you feel you've got that freedom like you, you could mm. do it
0: yeah I think so I think at the moment I feel like you know I, I've I did the Roshino, and then I was in a band, Thanks Brother, for a couple of years, and we did an EP, and we had a whole plan during, before, uh, during lockdown, before lockdown, we were going to be on tour in America, we had a new Irish tour planned, and that was all scuppered, and it was only really because of that, I think, that I started thinking about Roshino, doing the Roshino stuff again, and I wrote one song, and I was like, this is a Roshino song, it felt like it was me, and it didn't suit the sound of the band, and I felt like I had to go there. I, ha- I have to ha- I have people mm. hear this song because I was it really meant a lot to me, you know, and it, that sort of took me down that path of where I'm where I'm going now and into a more pop sound. But a- also, I feel like it's it's very me. It's very what I'm feeling at the moment. I
1: suppose not only when you're performing as role, you know it, then are you out there on your own and setting yourself up for success or failure on your own to a degree. Um, you're right there's a a woman on your own how cold a place is it to be a, a female performer
0: it is hard um i think it is hard as a female but at the same time i think i, I do have a, i don't, what's the word now i'm trying to find the right words here i think because my mom did it i don't see myself as a female you know uh first and foremost when, yeah. I, when i'm being a performer as in... Is
1: that question annoying? No. Like, I wouldn't ask no, a... No, I think a, it's an important question. It's actually question. a male performer. No, no, but I think
0: it is, because it is different. And I, and I think we, we can be treated differently. I suppose growing up and seeing my mom, she's not an instrumentalist, but she she completely um, you know orchestrates the, this group of five men who are the absolute tops of their game in terms of instrumentalists. And to see her do that with no degree or musical experience in in terms of instruments you know she held her own in, in a whole van of men for how many years and I think seeing that it, it made me like that as well and very uh, like confident in myself in ways and I think it's hard to come into the music industry as a woman because if you're with a group of men they're always going to say ask the men the question you know if it's about my guitar you're gonna ask the other that guy still that still happens like uh, so what are you doing with guitar and John would be like why don't you ask Roisin it's her guitar <laughs> like you know and they just assume that I don't know maybe what I'm doing sometimes that's not everybody you know and, and I, I wouldn't paint everybody with the same brush but it happens to women and it doesn't happen to men and it can be it can be frustrating you know <laughs> so but I sort of, I, I think because of my background and, and seeing my seeing my ma sort of be a boss since I was a kid, I've <laughs> sort of brought that energy into my own career, I think, maybe a bit.
1: As in you're well able to assert yourself in those situations.
0: Yes, I am now, and you know, probably when I was in my early 20s, I wasn't as much because I was very self-conscious of not being this amazing musician, amazing instrumentalist straight away, and but uh, yeah. I got that confidence quick enough, I think. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs>
1: uh, speaking of being an amazing musician and, and instrumentalist, I know you've got some new music out yeah. and yeah. we're going to hear it, but we're going to take a very quick break first. Okay, great. You are listening to The Hard Shoulder on News Talk. Kieran Cotahy with you, as always. And Roshino is my guest uh, this week. Uh, you've got a new single. Is it out tomorrow? It's
0: out tomorrow. Oh, this is good timing, I isn't know. it? I It's this, this is a brand l- exclusive here. Exclusive. What's <laughs> it called? 2023. And well, what's it about? So I wrote it in lockdown... Thinking how depressing this is. <laughs> oh, God. No, do you know what? I went into a studio with Keen from Keen McSweeney from Two Tides, and uh, we were did a, a session in in Cork, in, uh, just after the second lockdown, and it's actually about optimism and looking like where we were in twenty seventeen. How different that is to where we are now, and just being like, we can do this. Let's get out of this thing and uh, look forward to the future and so it's yeah it's all about optimism and hope it's not a depressing song but uh, it, it just it came at the perfect time I think like now with the summer stretching out in front of us you know it, it I just imagine this song coming on and it's going to be it's going to hit hit hard I think
1: oh well listen optimism <laughs> and hope it's a great way to wrap things up yeah. today Roisin it's been an absolute pleasure and thanks a million thank you for, uh, for coming in to yeah. us uh, this is Roshino's new single 2023
2: it's so if you feel like that it's been a long time since we've talked like that but please don't walk away turn away turn away from our broken love i know it's hard but we've come this far if we want to hold on we better cling on tight this is our last chance slipping 2017 is all a dream Our first dance moves so fast But where are we gonna be in 2023? It could be alright If we just try, Have courage and be kind We've still got time Just as long as we don't Turn away, turn away from our broken love. I know it's hard, but we've come this far. If we want to hold on, we better cling up. Slipping away from what we used to be. 2017 is all a dream. Our first dance was so fast. But where are we gonna be in 2023? This is our last chance. Slipping away.